We're back on the rule three. Uh, two comics, three topics, ten minutes each. The perfect podcast for your modern lifestyle. And uh, no politics. Uh, maybe. Uh, this one. <laughs> this one might. No. This no one might yet. edge. No, no, this one on, might no. edge. Uh, uh, that's okay. Ben Washburn uh, uh, on the other side. Uh, Hi. Uh, Getting, I'm on the other side. Getting ready for the uh, the big move to uh, uh, Germany. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm, of course, Tim Slegel. And uh, later in the show, we're going to be talking about the key to happiness. So it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's, it's moving amazing. to Germany. I don't think that's... Don't, <laughs> how do we have that? Well, that's, I, I think it might be. I watch the TV, and I think maybe so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also in the show, we're going to be talking about uh, Isaac Newton's uh, uh, plague Invention. medicine. Yeah, plague medicine. <laughs> Here's what he brought to the table. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but uh, in this segment, uh, it's uh, I think everybody's talking about, at least in the comedy world, is that uh, Dave Chappelle dropped his first comedy special uh, since... The lockdown, yeah. and uh, it wasn't funny. No, no, it was powerful. Man, it's a very good speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- much more, yeah. much more speech than comedy. Um, yeah. Well, and was... I think he just—that's he wanted to just address some things. I guess I don't. I, that's what I thought. Really, that's uh, yeah. what what I saw. Mm-hmm. Was a comic that's really rusty. Well, he's pretty rusty, and he hasn't had time or an audience to to find the punchlines within each of those things. When he started the show, he went into his notebook and he started. Uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched it, uh, you might want to go to the next segment because I'm probably going to be talking about a few things. He started talking about the first time he reacted to an earthquake. Yeah, and and in, I think in Chappelle form is his intention was to bring it back around to that earthquake story uh, yeah. uh, about what happened. But in between the the transition, he never he never he never referenced the earthquake again. So it was, but I think it was I think it was supposed to. I think that was what he was going to do. He was going to talk about the earthquake, then he was going to talk about George Floyd, and then he was going to circle back to the earthquake. And yeah. uh, just he kind of kind of lost track. Yeah. And what I noticed, what I noticed, and and I think this might be because I used to use a cigarette as a prop on stage. He was having yeah. a hard time getting that cigarette lit. Yeah, <laughs> trying to remember <laughs> what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? But he was yeah. trying to. He couldn't. Uh, I I used I, I used a cigarette, and it, it's an excellent timing thing i encourage all new comics to to start to smoke. smoking yeah yeah <laughs> plus it apparently it helps prevent the virus <laughs> you hear yeah. this yeah it's I did. lower it's I, crazy i did hear that uh yeah. but he, he he tried to light it a couple times and i think also the problem is he's used to working in a theater where there's no wind oh so he uh oh, so that cut him off too yeah yeah, yeah. i used to use a zippo when I would smoke on stage, 
because it was it was really nice because because when you because when you when you snack smack it against your leg to open makes a real nice clink sound. So I can use that to emphasize. I could use that to emphasize one punchline. Well, but you also used to have dreads in the black. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I know. It, it, it was it all was a, a package. I was, think if you snapped a zippo <laughs> against your suit pants now. It would just people like, what is he doing? Is he going to light this whole place on fire? Yeah. Actually, what I need now is a pipe lighter, one of those yep. old, uh, one oh, of those old things God. that looked like a screw and a bolt, and the the, the flame came out the side of it. That's uh, that, that would look that would probably go more with the look right now. Would but, you smoke a pipe as well, like one of those big old kind of pipe? You know, no. like oh, a no, Sherlock no, Holmes no, no. pipe. No, I like the I like the uh, the, the the Ward Cleaver straight stem. The Ward Cleaver Straits. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. just, just yeah, I, I I I like that. My dad smoked a, smoked a bent, is what it was called. Yeah, without the I knew G, they without were the G. Bents and, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Your dad used to smoke me. I like to, that's that's not good. <laughs> So, getting so, back so, to this. So anyway, yeah, it is uh, you, you're right. He did not know it's it's a green bit. He does not know where where the laughs are, are supposed to fit, and yeah. didn't even kind of kind of went off and didn't even try to. No, uh, I think I think uh, sometimes when it gets too far off the rails, you just you abandon and you just start talking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there was a lot of him just emoting and talking about these, uh, you know, the recent history of all this stuff, right. which I really found powerful and interesting, and, but mm-hmm. not funny. But he's such a great speaker. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. It uh, was uh, was 25 minutes. That was uh, that was the length of his uh, speech. Yeah. And uh, I, a few I, laughs, a few laughs, but not many. Yeah. Cheap laughs. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. la- laughs that, but you kind of, kind of, you got to kind of do that. Is if mm-hmm. you if you're gonna if you're gonna get really really deep, you got to get really really cheap. Yeah, you have <laughs> to that, give a relief sense? to it. You've got to yeah, yep. you've got to take. You can't uh, you can't use if you're talking about a subject that's really dark and really serious and powerful. You can't. Use irony. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to lighten it up. Yeah, with yeah. Puns you have to go. Poop. Yep, yep. You got to go right to the. You got to go right to the fifth grade. It's uh, yeah. it's <laughs> it's the pole of it. It's you, you know, I've went. I've gone way too uh, far into the dark recesses of your mind. Now take you back to. Now let me take you back to grade school for a minute here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like nice relief. Yeah, but he's still such a great speaker i mean that's when i watch just how he moves and talks and everything i said, man what a great speaker it was pretty powerful myself but, uh, i my, my myself i have a little concern because uh, because there's something happened i re- i usually refer to it as uh elvis disease that when you get to a when you get to a certain point in your career where everybody around you tells you that you're a genius well, yeah, yeah. You, well, stand up. You start to yeah. believe it. Well, the the problem with stand up is when the laughs come too fast and easy, th- then you don't have that honest sounding board that gives you the cold criticism, so you can zero in on everything, the timing and the wording, and at least that's what 
You know what I mean? My mind can get me close to where it'll be funny, but I need that honest, cold audience to say, nope, yep, nope, you know, to mm-hmm. call balls and strikes on the material. Hmm. And it's really hard when comics get famous and right out of the gate, they're given, I, I think you're right, it's too much. Yeah, I think that's kind of what happened to yeah. Dane Cook. Huh. Hmm. Is that is that people thought he was so such a genius he he wasn't anymore, but what yeah, I see, that did happen to him. You're right. It, things got yeah. But I think yeah. I, what I worry is happening with Dave Chappelle is uh, is more the Lenny Bruce direction. Is that mm-hmm. uh, is that Lenny Bruce was uh, so many people thought that he was a genius that yeah. towards the end. Uh, he wasn't anymore. Well, he wasn't at least a comic genius. I mean, he yeah. was, you know, up there reading his court transcripts, and yeah. uh, the audience kind of, the audience kind of left him. You know, saying, where, "Where are the jokes? These are the jokes, people. Don't you get it? These are the jokes." <laughs> yeah, the, I think the yeah. problem is it gets to where, uh, with comedy, you're working so hard to get a following, a fan base, if that's what you're trying to do. Then once you get the fan base, that whole aspect of comedy of like earning the respect of the audience is no longer even there. Do you know what I mean? So like you say, all that activity and stuff you did to get that is no longer being used. I I don't know. It's a problem I would love to have. (laughs) Wouldn't you love that problem? (laughs) No, I just have a hard time finding my timing with all these... Theaters full of fans. It's just made it difficult. <laughs> applauding, applauding at everything, everything I say. Everything I say. It's just brutal. Well, yeah, at yeah. some point, then, yeah, it starts becoming a cult. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when I saw Sticks and Stones, that's a recent one after he's had huge fans, and I thought it really had some great things in there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't know. I think... Uh, he seems to be doing okay. I think just this particular one, he went with it because he wanted to say, he wanted to talk about these things. He did not want to shut up and dribble, as yeah. he mentions. Yeah. The, uh, Which I agree with him. You shouldn't shut up and dribble. That's baloney. Everybody has a right to talk. So, uh, Not when you're past 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're back on the rule of three. Uh, in the final segment, we're going to be talking about the key to happiness, which uh, I think a lot of people, that's a key a lot of people, that's a lock people, a lot of people need unlocked at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Yeah, you need the key. But uh, in this... <laughs> we got it. In this segment, uh, another another solution to a problem you might have if you're coming down with a plague, you might want to take Isaac Newton's remedy. Yeah. Or not. And uh, or if you, you could. <laughs> if if you want, uh, his remedy is available in his original manuscript at Su- a Sotheby's auction. And uh, <laughs> tell him, tell him what it is. It Just is, tell him what it his is, remedy it is for the toad lozenges. No, toad vomit lozenges. <laughs> I think you forgot one of the key words. Toad lozenges. Toad vomit lozenges. Well, I don't know. I don't know if. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if the 
vomit is really it's it's a it's a part of the lozenge, but the the mm-hmm. lozenge actually contains the entire toad. So, so you take the toad. Okay. You, you you take the toad and you tie it up by its feet. Wait and, wait wait! Uh, you don't, it's a recipe. How many cups of toad? Is it tablespoon? <laughs> You're not, you, Tim. Oh, I, okay. So anyway, you what what do you do with the toad again? You grind it up. Well, no, no. First, no. First, you tie it up, and then you hang it upside down in a chimney until it vomits out all the earth and insects. Well, how, how do you get it to vomit? You probably I, like read it your poetry or I, something like that. <laughs> something to make it puke. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Uh, show it pictures of insert person you don't like most here. Uh, for some there of you, you that go. might be the president. For other people, it might be Rosa yeah. O'Donnell. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's always about maybe it's just your neighbor, Tim. Have you thought of yep. that? Maybe yep. it's just a neighbor. Okay. Yep. Show it pictures of my neighbor uh, sunbathing, nude. Yeah. But that's yeah. A, that's another segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that yeah, it's you vomit. The, the, you let to make the toad vomit onto a yellow wax disc, hmm. and uh, and then uh, powder the toad. You turn the toad into you, you let it dry, and uh, mm-hmm. turn it into powder. And then I guess I guess you use the whole wax disc, and you apply that disc to any boils you might have from the plague. Okay. You do, you're like it's it's made of wax. Do you? Do you yeah, do you, yeah. So it's, you it's just not stick a, yes, it on. It's, to... it's, it's not for internal use, which I'm sure. No. <laughs> it's not a suppository. Yeah, All right. I'm sure a lot of people are relieved that they do well, not have to ingest um, the 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 lozenge. It could be a suppository if that's where the boils are. Let's put it where the boils are. But anyway, so it's a wha- a toad vomit. Do you know what that means, Tim? He was making. Toad vomit lozenges, like for a while, didn't he? I assume he had just strings of these drying toads in his lab, <laughs> right? Prob- and quite, beneath quite, them, a little disc. Quite possibly, of their puke. It, a, a cure for the plague might have been a wink, wink. I mean, perhaps Isaac Newton had actually discovered the hallucinogenic effect of toads. Yeah. Before, yeah. Uh, and maybe. It wasn't True. a cure for the plague, but it was a, a cure for the mundane aspects of life. Is that you? Well, could, I, wa- I wonder if it would, would. Would it make you? Would you get those? Because then that would feel kind of like a cure, you know? Yeah, you would think it's, like it's working. You, you know? Yeah, you, you would think it's it, it's the, the the toad poison that actually is hallucinogenic. Is yeah. the toad emits when it's afraid? That's why the toad does not like being licked. So that's why it's a, you start licking a toad, then and it starts it, it, se- start secreting so, the poison. Because you lick the toad, it 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 leaps to the conclusion that you are going to eat it. Oh, because yeah. it's just assuming why else would you be tasting me with your tongue? And so then it's defense <laughs> mechanism. I I didn't think about that. I was you thinking, know what I mean. I mean, I assume I was thinking maybe I, the toad was just really antisocial. 
and just uh, <laughs> no. did not like you know, maybe on the spectrum doesn't really like acts of affection. <laughs> the, toad, the toad's on the spectrum now. <laughs> Jeez, everybody's on the spectrum now. It causes even it diagnosing causes anxiety the for the toad that you are actually sharing a moment of trying to share a moment of intimacy with him. But no. I, I think I think your explanation is right. The toad thinks no. it's being tasted, so time time to put out the poison. But yeah. I am pretty sure that being hung upside down inside a chimney would also cause the same fight-or-flight mechanism within the toad. You're right. Unless and then that powder gets the hallucinogen. This is a moneymaker. Yeah. This yeah. is a moneymaker. These it, are like toad pills. He was <laughs> a dealer. That's wild. Newton, uh, he, do you really think he thought it was a cure? I think he did, because according to this, uh, it also recommends a number of gemstone amulets to prevent the plague. He gave Man. detailed instructions on how to make not only the how to make the treatment. Um, oh. Maybe I think he came up with the gemstone thing while he was on the toad thing. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. That's interesting. I Newton got some things wrong. Through time, uh, yeah. w- one of the big questions of the day for Newton was how to calculate longitude, and uh, he he was sold on the wrong method, which using the stars and the moon, the l- something distance lunar, I I can't remember the words, hmm. but the guy who ended up solving it was John Harrison, and he said, "No, we got to make a clock yep. that can measure time out at sea." And Newton, the whole Royal Society said, it can never be done. But that guy, who was just a genius working in his garage, came up with the solution over years. And they tried to trick him out of his reward. Was it 100,000 pounds or something? It was the, the prize money they put up? Wow. Have you read this book? No, 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 I haven't. But I, I am aware that, that's, that, that, that was the first... That was the first necessity for a clock was to measure measure longitude, yeah. because up until that mm-hmm. point, everyone just used the sun. Yeah. And uh, there's even a, there was a clock museum uh, beneath a comedy gig in Rockford, Illinois, for a while. Mm-hmm. And then if you did the gig, mm-hmm. you could actually get into the clock museum. And they had uh, old grandfather clocks from the early 18th century. And uh, the the instructions on the inside was that you had to set it by the sun. They oh, didn't. Wow. Uh, yeah, there was no. Uh, there was no. It wasn't until the railroads that they actually synchronized all the all That's the clocks. That's right. That's every, right. No, yeah. Every clock yes. uh, until that point was synchronized by the by the the, the height of the sun. So a, as you're traveling around the world, there's no way, unless you have a reference to what time it is in the place you left. And I mean, you couldn't just uh, you couldn't just radio back to England and say, "Hey, what time is it there now?" Yeah, because I my my son says noon. What does your son say? <laughs> so. And they were both right. Everybody was right when it came to time of day. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, everyone was just making the best guess. Yeah, but so. Newton was wrong about that. He was wrong, and he even tried to kind of, you know, he and the other Royal Society really kind of John Harrison when he came up with these clocks, they really put him through the ringers, and in a way, almost tried to cheat him out of his prize. And, uh, you know, kind of ruined his life. Newton wasn't a nice guy. <laughs> Did you know that? Did, I, did you I, know? I, I, he, I, I imagine not. 
I, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's, you don't, uh, you, you don't, back then you didn't get to be a scientist. I, I, I mean, it wasn't something every, every child could do. Every child yeah. could aspire to it is, is most people, uh, spent their lives in the fields toiling because that's, yeah. you know, that's how people fed itself. So you had, uh, you had to be the, either a child of, of wealth or, uh, a, a bastard in, in order oh, to uh, find the time, find the time and people to, to, to fund you, you know, to, to sit there yeah. underneath a tree or, waiting for or an a apple to fall. Genius, a full on genius. I think those kids too, the ones that at an early age were like, wow, this guy's insanely smart and driven. You know what I mean? I think. Whereas nowadays, but yeah, but how, yeah, but how would you know? How would you know back then that uh, that this kid that you, you know that at six years old goes out into the fields with dad to start uh, to start hoeing? Well, yeah, oh yeah, that's true. I mean, that situation culled a lot of the talent out of the population and put them. You're right, yeah, for sure. But I mean, the the few scientists that that hit it, they were they were pretty. Uh, well, they Newton were also working, dumb. you know, they were also working with a blank chalkboard. Yeah. You know? Well, it, yeah, it, yeah, but... It's but things Newton, you can, things you can, things you could figure out staring at the clouds as a boy. It's like, well, you, you, that's already been, that's already been, you know, maybe that's, maybe it's hot air rising and it hits the cooler upper atmosphere and that's what makes a cloud. It's no, like, it, yeah, I, people I have already, you're... people have already done that. People have already been there. You can't... Oh, I, but that's like the... The eighties comedy analogy, like comedy was easy in the eighties, because <laughs> yeah, it, it, oh, it really was. It's yeah. when I when I look back and, and, but... and think of all the comics that were actually making a living, just telling the retelling the same jokes that yeah. uh, that you had heard a thousand times before at work. Yeah, but but I'm going back to this Newton thing. I having looked at some of the math equations that these guys could spit out of their heads. They're, they were a lot of them really truly were the the top of the tops a, a smaller group the group gets pared down the talent pool isn't as big because of what you said but but here's the story I have about Newton where he's mean you know that phrase on the shoulder of giants that mm-hmm. he said mm-hmm. the reason he was in an argument with well a guy actually named actually Hook. maybe maybe better cite it for the listeners they don't they're 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 not aware of this. Okay. Uh, what does the quote go exactly? It said uh, everything. I can't remember the quote exactly, but it's when people say it, it's you make your achievement standing on the shoulders of giants, and he's referring to the people in the past, right? The scientific mm-hmm. knowledge yeah. he learned and he stands on. That's what people assume. But the reason he used that analogy is because he was in the in the midst of a really heated argument with a fellow scientist named Hook over who owned, I can't remember which one of his great discoveries, Hook apparently discovered it first, and then Newton came along second and said he got it first, and there was a big squabble over the ownership of who discovered this principle. And in one of the letters, Newton says that to Hook. Now, the reason he said on the shoulder of giants is because Hook was a short little hunchback. So that's, that was, <laughs> was actually... He was the first Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he did... You wouldn't say that to Stephen Hawking. That would be a very rude thing. <laughs> exactly. He said that to Hook. Isn't exactly. That a lot of people are going to be mad that I just said it. Yeah, you're right. And Hawking's not even here. He's not even gonna. He's not even gonna. Re, 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 yeah. Anyway. So. Anyway, we better get out of this one. We we had. <laughs>
gonna leave. brings us to the final segment of the rule of three uh this is an article i i found the survey was just done and uh they found that uh there there might be a key to happiness and <laughs> according to the survey commissioned by cub cadet i have no idea who that is sounds like yeah. a sounds like a shopping center or a grocery store it does yeah at cub yeah they did it at the cashier line would you like to take a survey on happiness? Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, what they found is that uh, uh, 2,000 Americans uh, finds that people who consider themselves spontaneous are 40% more likely to also see themselves as a happy person. Uh, so I already what? have a problem with the survey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> First of all, people who see themselves as spontaneous usually aren't. Am I wrong, Tim? (laughs) Am I wrong? People are spontaneous. If you ask them they are spontaneous, that will set their mind into this downward spiral of self-examination. I don't know. I guess I am. My wife said, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're right. I think the kind of person that would say, oh, I love that we go to this bar every Monday night. It's like so random. Yeah, 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 you're right. They're the same people who misuse the word random. You are correct. (laughs) And is it more likely to see themselves as a happy person? Let me tell you, the people who say they're happy people, surrounded by people who aren't. (laughs) That's... That is not. This survey is such a load of crap. (laughs) Cub cadet. Cub cadet. What else did they say? (laughs) Well, I I, I was wondering about that because... I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I like to think myself spontaneous, but I, I, I'm definitely not. You're. You are. You are absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm already laughing. Sorry. <laughs> and you know, and, and, and I think I think I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people when they're they're forced into spontaneity, get angry. That oh, I mean, yeah. there's a certain kind of person that just does not like spontaneity. Yeah. And uh, the, oh, no. the spontaneity, the spontaneity uh, uh, upsets them. It's yeah. like no, no, no. It's no. It's it's five thirty. It's dinner time. Uh, it's yeah, most yeah, people. yeah. I know, but yeah. I thought maybe we'd walk on the beach before dinner. <laughs> no, uh, it's five thirty. <laughs> people, yeah, it's such a joke of a thing. Yeah, that's such a ridiculous. Only one in six respondents describe themselves as not spontaneous. Why do people? want to be why do they admire the kind of dysfunctional mess that i am that's what i'm wondering because i am involuntarily spontaneous because my lack of memory and planning and organization and task focus i have to be that's all i have is the moment because i'm an idiot why are they jealous of this what? <laughs> and you know so, what? You don't so you get go to downstairs, have this. You go downstairs to get a hammer, 
and uh, <laughs> and and then the spontaneity kicks in. It's like, oh, I need to do a load load of laundry. So you yes. throw in the load of laundry, then you go upstairs and you see the picture still sitting against the wall. That's oh yeah, I was supposed to hang that, wasn't I? Oh yeah, yeah. I need a hammer. And it's <laughs> yeah. back, it's back downstairs. <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see me. That's not happy. <laughs> That's, con- just, you, that's confusion. Yeah, why do they look at me and go, "Boy, that guy got that guy has it made." I don't understand. <laughs> I don't have it made. It's a living hell, and you know what? It's hard on Kelly. It's really hard on her. I <laughs> I, I, I I imagine her military background has made spontaneity that uh, she considers it a a vice. Yeah, it's not, it's not, especially in, like right now, we're getting ready to move, and the to-do list is insane, and I found her to-do list, and it made me nauseous. Not only did she write out a whole to-do list, Tim, she she did she did it all in print, she didn't toggle back and forth between print and cursive like I do, <laughs> and... And then she didn't have doodles, and then she didn't, you know what I mean? And each to do, she made a little square to the left then, of each and then, task. And, and then after, and then in between uh, 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 mowing the lawn and painting the awning, uh, there was not there was not the, uh, the the possible good bit there. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't any. Yeah, there was nothing. There's none of that. There were no comedy bits, and it, it was all it was all justified to the left with a margin. It was all that stuff. With a with approximate time and yeah. uh, a, a yeah. date a date that it should be done by, all that stuff. That's huh. what you do. Or at least me, I can't. This is this study is <laughs> nuts. Why do people want to be spontaneous? Well, here's what I here's here's what I think is the 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 the, the number one expression of humanity is the. Ability to exercise free will is uh, it's what sets us apart from the animals is our free will is that animals don't look in the mirror and say, hmm, I'm getting a little fat. I'm not going to eat for the uh, as much for the next week. Yeah. That that's a choice animals never make. It's food, eat, no food, starve. That's, <laughs> yes. that's pretty yeah. much it. It's we decide not only what we want to eat, when we want to eat, how much we should eat, whether we should. I mean, all those choices are available to us, and I think that's why people think that spontaneity is the ultimate uh, in being human. Is that it's, yeah? Is if yeah. you're making. Different choices all the time that you're not regulated, and it's also not only human; it's also being American, because oh. uh, there's no there's no spontaneity in, uh, in a communist country. No, they squash that. Yeah, there's plenty of spontaneity in our protests. Oh, there could have been more, and I'm glad there wasn't more spontaneity. <laughs> glad there was a little less spontaneous combustion than there was. You know what I mean? I mean, they could have gone crazier. I think most people, it was enough spontaneity to be outside in a group without a mask. They're like, "Wow, this is crazy." Oh, I think I I, I think that's that's so much of what it is right now. It just uh, it's the especially for young people. I mean, all these people, all these kids that are of that age where they crave a group. 
I mean, they yeah. just do. I, I, I was uh, I did a gig in a college town. It was really weird, and I I stopped in for a beer after the show into a, a local bar, and it was it was just packed. It was just I go in the door and I just squeeze through the crowd, and it's 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 you know butt to chest. It, yeah. it, it, it's so packed, and I I say well I need to use the washroom, and I get to the back of the bar, and it's empty. It, it, it's there was not there was more square footage than was necessary, but these young people just all gathered right there at the door. It's a that that that's the kind of a need of uh, of kids of that age to be in that group, to be oh, in that yeah. mosh pit, to be at that festival, to be. They love to be crowded. It's it, it's yeah. and th- so yeah. and, and yet we've been telling them to isolate for three months. So, yeah, first excuse to get out without having to worry about, you know, that you can that you're not going to be being, you know, uh, against society and making a crime against society by spreading the disease is that you're doing something more important. Yeah. Let's get out. Let's. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Get some sunshine. And, you know, what getting to spontaneity is really hard to to infuse your life with spontaneity when you're just sitting in your house. That gets kind of hard. You know, I but actually, when you go out into the mix of people in the big world, then you don't have to create it. It happens to you. The random, the, the random, uh, I'm using the word random, <laughs> the nature of life throws all these things at you. And I, I, I think uh, it helps you to find something new because finding on your own is very hard. I actually downloaded I Got You, Babe. For uh, for my for my wake up alarm song, just uh, just because because everything it's uh, it's the Groundhog Day song. See that, that now I know you think morning. that that's spontaneous, but oh no no the fact I didn't that you think did it was that spot- I, I did feels so spot- Tim Slagle. I mean that's right, that's genetic. You didn't choose that. <laughs> That's no free will in there. That's all. Yeah, I had to do it. <laughs> you did. Was... You thought of it, and then you had to do it. Yep. And... <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Spontaneity is uh, is an expression of a wish for more free will than we probably actually have. <laughs> anyway, we're going to post the article on our Facebook page. So if you want to, you want to read the article and find more about Cub Cadet. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page, <laughs> and while you're there, hey, give us a like, uh, follow us on Facebook, and uh, uh, that way you'll know when each of these episodes comes out. Uh, either that, and you can drop us an email too at rule of three yeah. at timslegel dot com, which uh, which is connected to my website timslegel dot com. Uh, or if you just want to see Ben's website, you can always you go, go over to bentwashburn dot com. I might spontaneously put a link to. <laughs> <laughs> Rule of three, I should do that on a whim. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's all for this show. Uh, drop by next week. <laughs>